Hey, uh, what's up, y'all? Hey, we are back. I'm back. <laughs> Guys, I like really need some time. Like, this really struggling. took it out of me. I'm just kidding. She's just been traveling her little booty off. Girl, I've been going to Panama City Beach. <laughs> I've, I think that's actually the only place I've been. Louisiana. Louisiana. Shout out to all the LSU girlies. That was literally so much fun. One of the best times ever. We had a great time. But anyways, we are back on the In This Together podcast. We are so excited, so pumped. Um, And we are going to be doing something a little different this week. We are kind of going to be serving y'all a little what is it? A post-grad starter pack. Yes. <laughs> and so we had one post-grad video already, Isla talking about like her move and her long distance move because she moved from Texas to here in Tallahassee, Florida. And so we've kind of had one about that and how to make more friends is really what we talked about and just praying over how to like, or just peace with a job kind of as well. But we're going to answer, we asked you all a bunch of post-grad questions. And so we're going to answer them. And Isla, um, first off, why are you qualified to even talk about post-grad stuff? I'm not at all. <laughs> I am not qualified at all, but I love just talking about this because I'm in it right now. Mm-hmm. I haven't even been a full year of post-grad life. So all the questions that y'all asked, I was literally telling Miles, like, these were really good questions. And they're all these questions were things that I felt or I'm currently feeling. So I like this podcast because it's just going to be just friends talking to y'all mm-hmm. and just having a conversation about post-grad life. Yeah, exactly. But that's me. Maya, are you qualified for this? I am 100% not qualified. I'm actually not even in the post-grad life, but it's kind of cool that we have like this dynamic because I am in my last semester. I literally have less than 25 days um, at Florida State University. And so I am feeling kind of the feeling a lot of people are like the seniors are. <laughs> I was honestly fine. Like I was totally fine. The all the rest of the semesters and everything and just kind of getting ready for this one. Even like a month before this, I have, if you ask me about post-grad, I'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm going to, it's be great. Like there's no worries. That's true. Every time I would ask you, you're like, I'm good. Yeah. I'm fine. I'm I, excited. I know. I'm like, I had nothing. And then I think this month, just because it's, you realize, and we're graduating so early, like we graduate April 30th. And so that's so soon. And like, we don't usually graduate in May. And I feel like almost that you kind of just have like a little bit more time, but this is like, okay, this is my last month. I have to like move out of the shop. I have to leave the shop. We have had so much fun here. And um, just like leaving all my friends and leaving all the community that I've found. It's honestly just like kind of sad. And so and then also I think Chance and I are kind of at this point where we just are really realizing that we don't really know what we're where we're going to be or what we're going to do. And so I think that I can kind of relate in the fact of like I'm there right now and like that scary senior season and Isla's already been there and she's also a few um, seasons ahead of me. And so I think that we can kind of just kind of come together and talk about our experiences and also let you know that we're here and we have felt the same way that you do. So so let's start off with our first question. And I like this one and it says tips for not having a single clue what to do post-grad. And I will say that for me, I kind of have an idea of what I'm going to be doing, or I know that I'm going to be doing MM designs full time, but I don't really know exactly where that's going to be, what that's going to look like. So I think that I don't, I know what I'm doing, but I I think that you kind of didn't really have a clue what you were going to do. If I'm wrong, you can correct me. And so Isla, I feel like you can kind of more speak to this one. Yeah, I had zero idea what I was going to do. I graduated August of 2021 Mm -hmm. and my whole senior year, I had no idea. I don't think I actually fully knew what I was going to do actually until a month after graduating. (laughs) But I just want to say, first of all, like you are not alone in that either. There are so many people that have no idea 
what they want to do when they graduate. And there's nothing wrong with that. I feel like there tends to be a lot of pressure in trying to figure out, I have to have everything figured out because I'm graduating or I'm a senior, or even if I'm a junior, I have to have everything figured out and you don't mm-hmm. at all. And the the, well, yeah. <laughs> the one thing that really helps me was honestly just praying a lot. I know that's such a basic answer, but for me, I had no idea what type of job I wanted to do. I had no idea what type or what city I wanted to move to. I didn't know what I was good at. So I literally just prayed for a whole year, which I kind of talked about in our last video. Yeah, our mm-hmm. last or the post, our postgrad. Video. Yeah, the postgrad podcast. And I just started praying every day like, Lord, I have no idea where you want me to go postgrad. I have no idea what I'm good at. I just pray that you open doors I need to be open, close doors I need to be closed and just reveal to me like what my gifts are, what my passions are. And that prayer was honestly probably the best thing I could have done because mm-hmm. I I was lost. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. And I think the second thing too with you is like you were willing to do something. I think that so many people are like so scared to like even take like we think that, oh, you have to have your whole big job lined out out of college. It's yeah. like instead first like even as a like senior, even as a graduated person, like you took an internship and you were willing to do an internship to kind of like step stone into it. And I think that we – a lot of the times this pressure and like why we get so frustrated is we're like, holy crap, like I have to have like my whole big job, my whole career has mm-hmm. to start right out of college. And no, it doesn't. Like I think that you can kind of have some time. Like don't stress and like don't try and jump into something that you're not even ready for, that God's not actually calling you to. Like if he's calling to you to for a second to like work at the local ice cream shop to kind of like figure out some more things about finances or like maybe you want to own an ice cream shop one day, you know, like it's okay to not have like this big like – glorious, you know, just like role because I promise you that even those big glorious like roles are not as fulfilling and like they're, they're not going to fulfill you in the end of the day, you know? And so I think that if you look at the people that do have those big glorious roles too and like something that you maybe want to do, like they didn't just start off with that. Like they started off like maybe working at the bank and then working their way up and now they own a branch and now they manage something, you know? So I think it's okay to kind of start small and like I think that you kind of have to be okay with that. Sometimes you don't have to be making like six figures when you first come out. Like, and it's also, it's, this is about your passions and your life. And like, if chance, it's funny, we asked him before we did this, we were like, what's your post-grad advice? And he was like, um, I don't really know. But one thing he did say, and it was good is he said, you know, I think you just have to do something that you love. And I think that that's so good. And that's so true. It's like, it's don't chase after those six figures whenever you're about to like get out of school, like instead chase after something that you love and like, let that kind of come from there. Um, so I like that you were very willing because for those that don't know, tell them how you kind of, you took an internship and then. Yeah. Because the mistake I did my first semester of my senior year was put so much pressure on myself because I was just looking at everyone around me and comparing myself because some people got their jobs right away and it was like these big positions that were making they were making a lot of money mm-hmm. like starting off and I was like oh my gosh that means I have to have my dream job right away mm-hmm. or my forever job right away and like you said no you don't you don't yeah. have to do that so take that pressure off because if you have that pressure it's just going to create more worry and oh anxiety about trying to figure out mm-hmm. what to do and then when it was my second semester I finally said okay I don't have to have my dream job right away. I can rest and do something small, like you said at first, whether it's an internship or whether it's a job that maybe I'm not super, super excited about. But Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, like people that graduate are 22, 21, 23. Like you are so young. Yeah. And you have time Mm -hmm. to kind of figure everything out. And I know a lot of people 
figured out what they truly wanted to do after a year or two after graduating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, honestly, I don't know why this just kind of came to me when we were talking about this is I know a lot of people are like going to the medical field and like your sweet friend, I don't know if you're listening to this, but just got and accepted a job at St. Jude, I think. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yay, Natalie. Yay, go girl. And um, yes, I know because Isla tells me everything and I'm so happy for you and I've been praying for you too. Um, Anyways, but I think that a lot of people can like see like, oh, like someone got a job at so-and-so, like that's my dream job to work at like work in like child pediatrics, you know? And it's like, but you're like, oh, I actually just got the job in like an assisted living center. Like for example, I worked at an assisted living center when I was back in my nursing idea days and I worked at assisted living centers and like nursing homes and like, was that the place I wanted to be? No, but I learned so much from it and it was such a good stepping stone. Like if I did want to go into nursing and go somewhere, like it taught me that I actually liked elderly patients, like all these different things. And so I think it's good to start small and like not saying that you have to start small, but I'm just saying that like, don't be afraid of that and don't let the world tell you like, no, you have to have like your dream job out at the gates, like, and just enjoy like the learning lessons and that there's no pressure on you to have those things. Only pressure that you're, there's no pressure on you to have that. And so I hope that's kind of freeing some people today and just kind of helps you just relax a little bit and just be a little bit less stress-free. Yeah, and there's no rush of trying to figure out everything because if I didn't get the internship with MM Designs or the job, I definitely would have been working at a boutique or HEB. Mm-hmm. And HEB is a grocery store <laughs> in Texas. And I was so fine with that too. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm just taking my time. Yeah, exactly. I love that. And I think that kind of goes into, because we kind of just talked about like a lie of like all the pressure that you have to have like the best, the the job right out the gates. What is the, this, somebody asked this, what is the biggest lie told about post-grad life that you have found to be untrue? Isla, this one's more for you. It's funny because I don't think I even heard a lie. I just didn't hear anything about post-grad life. Mm-hmm. Like nobody even told me anything about post-grad life at all. I got no advice. I'm actually going to – wait, I have – because these are the lies that I wonder are true or the things that I hear as a senior that are true. Okay. Um, That post-grad life sucks. Mm, It can. (laughs) Yes and no, honestly. (laughs) Just being real, Mm -hmm. it does suck in some areas because Mm -hmm. you're so used to college and then right when you graduate, it's life is just so different and all of a sudden you're not surrounded – by all these people you're not going to football games you're not doing that and so it's easy to mourn mm-hmm. in that and like grieve college and get or maybe get homesick but that's a choice at the end of the day like yeah. you can it's up to you if you really enjoy post-grad life because i my mistake my first semester after post-grad life was just dwelling in all of that mm-hmm. and that made my post-grad life suck yeah but no it doesn't suck at the end of the day too because it really is just like a new season College That's is exactly temporary. Yeah, college is temporary. High school is temporary, and you have a season for that. And now there's a season for post grad life. And I've learned so much. I think honestly, in this past year, than I learned all throughout college and high school. And it's been so fun just learning how to be on your own, learning new things about the Lord that I didn't in college, and having just a whole new intimacy with Him. And just making friends post-grad too. Yeah. And you kind of spoke to this. This kind of leads us into our next question. But you were talking about how you kind of had that hard season um, that month that, or that semester afterwards where you were just kind of like, <laughs> we're like, this sucks. Um, how This girl asked, feeling stuck after graduation. Like, how would how did you kind of get out of that? And I think that you almost answered that in the same way as you said that, like, it was a choice. You know, it's like realizing that the fact that, like, college was a season and now, like, God wants to bring you into a beautiful season 
season, like you have to let the seasons change. Like the seasons mm-hmm. already changed. That's like, if you think about it, I love when people say seasons and it honestly really helps me and my faith and just in life. Because if you think about it, whenever you're leaving spring and then you're coming into summer, it's like, imagine if you were just like, man, I wish it was still spring. I wish it was still spring. And it's like, you forget about summer and you forget about all the fruits and all the beauty that summer has. And it's like, God is bringing you there. And it's like, I guess it looks different, but it's like, God is bringing you there because he has like beautiful things for you there. And like, he wants you to grow. You know, I think the biggest thing that why people think post-grad probably sucks so much because, and the thing that I'm like even learning right now is like entering into that is because you have to grow a lot. You have to grow a lot and saying like, and stepping out of your comfort zone and saying like, God, I want you like, God, I'm going to choose you. God, I have faith in you because it's a, it's an uncomfortable time. And so I think you kind of answer this question about feeling stuck after graduation and just kind of like changing the seasons perspective of it. Um, but for the people that kind of don't have jobs, cause we got a lot of questions about like, I'm in the job hunt right now. I'm really struggling. Um, how would you kind of address that for the people that are actually stuck? Like they're like, no, my, like I'm stuck. Like I don't have a job. Like I don't have anything. Um, for that kind of side of the question, like how would you tell people to feel or how would you like kind of help people who are like, maybe they're not getting any jobs and they're not getting any offers and they're like, no, like I'm actually stuck. Post-grad life in general is what? Get some water. She said so much water. I've like never seen you drink like a fish. I'm dehydrated. It's actually Sorry, really funny. Asking. Yes, that's no, okay. You still like, well, be here like all day long and there's like no water bottle. But I think because I'm just, wait. <laughs> Guys, I do drink water. <laughs> she, just, she must just chug it at the night. Thing, the thing what happened is I left my, what had happened was, what happened was I left my water bottle in Texas. And that was the thing that kept me consistently drinking water. I don't have that now. And also, I don't have the little water filter thing in my apartment currently. So am I lacking water? Yes. Is that my fault? Yes, but I don't have the tools with me right now. I did go to Trader Joe's, <laughs> and I did get the 79-cent big water bottle. And that will last Why me two days. Why don't you refill those? Water filter. <laughs> But she won't, if my so dad bougie. is listening, I do have that water filter. There's just not a lot of room in the fridge right now. And um, so she eats good. <laughs> am I eating good with solids? Yes. Liquid? No. Um, but I do use, I feel like I'm like advertising. And she's something. so busy or busy. She's so bougie. So she won't drink sink water. Like you will mm-hmm. not drink sink water. If it's from my apartment, yes. Here where we work. <laughs> No, but I do. I go to Starbucks a lot. Shout out to my dad for having the Starbucks card. I use that, but I do usually get the waters with that. This is going on for way too long. I know. We're just we're bottom just of the line. I do drink water. <laughs> you just don't see it. And I don't have a water bottle. So if anyone wants to send me a water bottle, they can. <laughs> Sorry, that was really funny. Feeling stuck after post-grad life. One, that's normal because post-grad life can honestly just be such a culture shock from bouncing off of college. I think a lot of times you feel stuck too because in college, like there's an end, there's an obvious end to that season, you know, like Mm -hmm. in college, it's like, okay, I know I'm going to graduate on May 30th or April 30th or whatever. And you know, you're going to graduate. But when you get into the post-grad season, it's like, 
you don't have any end to that season. You know, that's the rest of your life. It's post-grad life, but really it just is when a whole different segment of life comes, you know? And so you're actually an adult and there's no ending to it. So it's almost really scary when you look at all these years and you're like, that's the rest of my life. Like, what am I going to do? And if you're not getting a job or something like right away, it definitely makes it difficult. So what would you say to those people? Yeah. And give yourself grace, especially if you're like five years and honestly all post-grad life, but especially just your first year out of post-grad because you are not used to that. You went from high school to college where it was pretty much consistent where your life was just student life and doing all the things that come with that. And then when post-grad comes, you're like, wait, what am I doing? What's the next step? Because like you said, Maya, in college, like there's always kind of like that next step where, okay, I know I'm going to graduate this day or I'm going to have this this day in post-grad. It's not like that Mm -hmm. you kind of have to almost figure it out on your own but for me like there were times where I just felt completely stuck but it was usually the times where I felt completely stuck because I was looking at everyone else Mm -hmm. and not having my eyes on the Lord yeah and so we actually had to phone a friend on this question when the question was asking about how do you not feel stuck when you're just in the same process of applying to jobs and no one's taking you and no one's taking you and you're declined and you're denied. And it is, I can't imagine that feeling because of Isla and I haven't really been there before, but I ended up, we phoned a, we phoned a friend and we phoned my mom actually to ask her her best piece of advice. We um, uh, kind of on this situation, on this circumstance. And my mom had such good advice. And what she said was that maybe to start applying somewhere else. And I know that that is kind of like a hard like thing, but she was saying like, maybe you're just applying to like the wrong jobs and stuff. And maybe God wants you somewhere else. And I think that we kind of talked about it earlier, but like we all want like this big job and this big, you know, like we want to have our career right out the gate. And the thing that she was kind of talking about, she was like, I had a lot of jobs that like, I didn't necessarily think that that's what I wanted, but that's where God wanted me because it built built other skills in her. And so I thought that was really cool. And she was just kind of talking about how also like in a market, like we do live in a logical world in a market where there's not always this the kind of jobs that we want available. And I love that she pointed that out because that's a, if you're a big realist listening to this podcast like that is something that happens is that there's not jobs available at certain times when there's certain hiring seasons that are better. And maybe you graduate in time where the, these businesses that you want to talk to and want to work for, they're not hiring and they're not, they're looking for something different right now. And maybe it's not the perfect role. And what my mom said, it was that she, that during that time, just kind of like go some, look for something else and kind of like find something else. And then eventually in God's timing, that role will maybe open up or something like that. And just because it's a closed door now, does that mean that it's like being a closed door forever? Like just because you get maybe denied from your dream job, doesn't mean that it won't maybe one day be there and be able to happen. And I thought that was just such good advice because I watched her live that throughout my whole life. And like whenever things didn't go her way or just getting certain jobs. They all prepared her for the job that she has now. And now she has her own business and it's incredible and it's been so awesome. And, but there was definitely some jobs along the way that she was like, I don't really know why God wants me here, but it taught her these things where she is able to open her own business. So I thought that was a really good piece of advice for somebody who maybe feels stuck. And I know that that's hard, but it's like, sometimes we keep like knocking at the same door and like, it's already been closed. And so I think that was kind of like a good thing. Um, and I know that that's hard and it's probably not something that people really want to hear, but I think that it definitely, definitely helps like just re 
structure your life and making sure that you're like going for what God has, you know what I mean? Like, like that will rather than just trying to keep on over and over again, making your own will work. Yeah. And that's the thing. Rejection obviously sucks and it can be so discouraging, but it's such a good reminder. I know the times I've been rejected that I think I know what's best for me. And in reality, it's not. Yeah. And it's been so cool to see the Lord's will prevail in my life and not my own. Mm -hmm. And I just like always, always went back to that. I would always say, okay, if this, if I was rejected and this door was shut, then maybe that's just not what God's best for me. Even though I want it, even though I desire it so much, he desires something else for me. And all you're called to do is just trust through that. Yeah. And how do you take that rejection and not take it personally? I think that's a really hard thing because I think a lot of people right now are getting rejected from jobs and it's so hard and you get that and you're like, why? Like, why not me? You know, why is it not me? And that's something that I, it's got to be such a horrible and hard feeling. So like, how do you kind of get over that rejection feeling? For me, I... I think I've talked about this before when I got rejected from camp. Mm -hmm. I was so sad because I guess backstory, I wanted to get leadership at camp Mm -hmm. and long story short, I didn't get it. (laughs) And I still remember that phone call or the text message I got basically saying that they wanted me to come back for a different position. Mm -hmm. And I was so sad and I really made it my identity. And that's where I went wrong Mm -hmm. is I first made it all about me. I was Mm -hmm. like, well, what's wrong with me? Why, why not me? Why her? Why that person? Mm-hmm. Why him? And those are just the wrong questions to ask. Like, it's okay to be frustrated and upset and discouraged, but don't make it your identity and don't make it almost all about yourself. When in reality, it wasn't anything about me. It was just the Lord was preparing me for something different. And that was, and that's okay. And sometimes you're never going to understand that why. Like, why didn't he close that door? Because that's something I really wanted. But you will see the fruit of it later. Mm-hmm. But I think my biggest advice would just to not make it your own personal identity. I've done that before. Mm-hmm. And it hindered me even for like applying to other things because I was just so scared of rejection. Like that yeah. was just like written across my chest, which is like mm-hmm. rejection. Bring that up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that you bring that up because I feel like so many times when we get rejected for one thing, it almost like shuts us down. Like I know like I've been rejected from things and I'm like, oh no, I don't want to do that again. You know, like mm-hmm. I do not want to put myself out there again. And that's a very natural feeling. And it really is whenever you're rejected, it just kind of makes you almost like want to shrink back. And I think that I hopefully if you're listening to this and maybe you were, you didn't get the job or whatever, like I hope that this encourages you just to put yourself back out there. And just because you were rejected, like it, you might feel rejection again. Like I'm not going to be on here and be like, yes, like the job's going to like, as soon as you have this podcast, you off like go apply for these jobs and you're going to get them. Like that's false. And like, but what I will say is that the enemy wants you to stop. The enemy wants you to stop applying. He wants you to stop doing things. And he wants you to just shy away from your calling, shy away from your purpose, shy away from the path that God has on your life. And I think that if the, if you hear anything today from like this rejection is like, it's, it's one of those times and it hurts and it stinks. And it's like, kind of like a, okay, I'm going to dust myself back up. I'm going to get back out there and then let God kind of open the door. And I'm going to, but you have to, I think so many times we sit and we wait after rejection and we're like, okay, God, just open the door. And it's like, no, like you still have to put yourself out there, you know, like you applied for this internship and you, you know what I mean? Like, even though you could have gotten rejected and all those different things. And, um, anyways, I think that's a good, um, kind of, hopefully it'll help you kind of just get back up on the horse. Yeah. And don't let rejection paralyze you. I mean, Mm -hmm. obviously you can be upset, but at the, at the end of the day, rejection is just pushing you towards where you're supposed to be. That's good. I like that. 
I love that. That was beautiful. Mic uh, drop. Mic done. drop. That's good. <laughs> End of that question there. <laughs> a lot of people know, but Isla, because we talked about it in past episodes, but Isla actually moved from Texas to Tallahassee in Florida. And so this question asked, did you move away? So the yeah. answer is yes, she did move away. Um, and how did you tell your parents you were moving? And um, yeah, so Isla, I'm asking that one first. I was really scared about telling my mom and dad that I was going to move because I'm an only child and that means me and my parents are super close Mm -hmm. and I knew they were going to be really sad or I obviously had the fears of what if they're not supportive or what if they – because working for this job was one of my dreams and I was like, what if they don't support my dreams or what if they're discouraging instead of encouraging? And I remember a big prayer that I prayed was before I had that conversation with me with them was Lord, just prepare their heart for the conversation that we're about to have and just prepare their heart with peace for me moving away. Because obviously a parent's going to be sad when they're moving. And it's not like I was moving an hour away. Mm -hmm. I was moving about 15 hours away. And it was really cool because the Lord really did answer that prayer. And they just met me with so much comfort and so much encouragement. And I don't know if some of y'all are listening and y'all are thinking about or planning on moving, but I think my best advice would just to be praying over their hearts because obviously that can be a heavy conversation. Yeah. But I know for you, you're moving too. Yeah. You're about to move somewhere. Question yeah, mark. So we have no idea where. And I kind of talked about that a little bit earlier. But like Chance and I have no idea where we're going to move. And I think that it's kind of hard because sometimes people are like, oh, well, at least you have like your best friend that you're moving with, you know. And it's like, yes, I'm so, so thankful for that. And I think that I can kind of talk to the people that are maybe dating some or not dating, that they're mar- that are married to somebody and they're about to be moving with them. And you're like, oh, like, well, Chance is going to this place because God has this job them and it's really easy and I kind of got stuck in the mindset for a second that like okay chance God's gonna use chance here but like kind of like what am I gonna do like my business like all this stuff like kind of freaking out and then it was uh, kind of like I actually realized it today um and Kyle was like I'm bringing you and chance there like not just you like he has something for Maya as well there and I just want to say that to like anyone who's maybe married and or getting married and you're kind of scared about moving away from family or moving to a different place and um just remembering that like whenever he calls you as a couple like he's called you both there. Like whenever he put, he knew before I would ever marry Chance that Chance would maybe be moving wherever we don't even know where he is going and um, that he would be going there and that I would be going with him. And so he was very intentional in the fact of like knowing that and he has something for me there too. And so you there, he's also has something for y'all there too. And we will talk about eventually, I know I keep on, I have no idea what he's going to do in Chance's job and all. And we will talk about that in a later episode, hopefully this summer. Um, But we have no idea what our kind of life looks like. And I think with my parents and stuff, obviously they kind of know that we're going to be kind of moving wherever um, he is placed and all. My parents already know like kind of that we're going to be getting placed somewhere and that we're going to be going somewhere. And so they've kind of a little bit accepted it. But I mean, it is going to be a really hard time when I have to tell them for the first time, like, hey, like this is where we're moving. And it can be somewhere so crazy and so far. or It could be somewhere kind of close and in the same state. And so I think for that, um, I'm just going to as soon as I know, I feel like that helps, too, as soon as I know, like telling them. Um, and really, I love that you said like to pray over it before I tell them because I think that that'll really help them too because one thing I want to say too is like anytime you move from family it's going to be sad and so don't let that feelings of like oh well it's sad and it's like I'm really sad and this is like painful for it to kind of deter you away from it and think that you're going on the wrong path because if God put it on your heart like imagine if like Isla it was so hard whenever you moved your family from your family but it's like and obviously you felt sad and it was like painful but like it didn't 
change the fact that like God wanted you here, you know? And so I think just want to say that to somebody like if you're, I'm having, like, I'm really sad, like it's really painful. It's like, there's going to be times probably where it is like that and that's okay. And to also try and pour in and make a community wherever you are. Um, we've been really blessed that my family is like Isla's family. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think that's important too, is like, just go and um, spend time with that if you have the opportunity. So we're talking about booze. Booze. <laughs> and I think this is a perfect opportunity because we had so many good questions just about like, how do I find a man? How do I get a boo? How do I get somebody? And how do I kind of just like navigate that in post-grad life, which we keep on saying post-grad life, but really post-grad life is it's just, just life. life. <laughs> yeah. So we're just going to start saying life. And so right. um, anyways, I feel like Isla, you can kind of speak to this because you are kind of in that season right now where you don't have a boo and you are so confident and you're having so much fun. And if you want to listen to more about singleness, we have a singleness episode where Isla actually really talks about this a lot. She was our singleness expert and she crushed it and it was so much fun. And so anyways, what kind of are some like just one piece of advice that you could just kind of give someone right now who is like trying to find a boo what was one piece of advice that you would give them yeah honestly it is hard Mm -hmm. if I'm being honest there are moments where I do get really sad and I am discouraged or I'm like what's wrong with me Mm -hmm. because I'm not booed up at all like when I say single I'm super single super single (laughs) but um it's easy to look at friends like you or my other friend is planning a wedding and my other friend is on the road to engagement and it can be like I said just very discouraging and I know for me it's honestly like a daily battle Mm -hmm. like there's some days where I'm so confident Mm -hmm. I'm like oh yeah like I'm good I love my singleness I feel so empowered I can do anything I'm capable of anything So yeah, just to preface, like it is a daily battle. There are going to be days where it's easy Mm -hmm. and to feel confident. And then there might be days where you feel sad. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, last night, I felt sad. (laughs) And it's okay. But something that really keeps me feeling confident is just knowing that I'm following the Lord's will for my life. He's called me here to Florida. He's called me here to work for MM Designs. He's called me with this friend group. And Mm -hmm. I can just stay confident in that because I'm not missing out. Mm -hmm. I'm not lacking anything. I'm not missing out on being 23 or whatever. Mm -hmm. And not believing like the cultural norm or lie that oh you're 23 yeah and almost feeling like I'm incapable of things because I am single yeah but actually just remaining in the Lord's calling from life and that I have to switch my focus like it's not about marriage not about relationship it's just really focusing on where he's calling me and the the mission field he has me in and that mission field is here right now so that's that's how I stay confident I think that's so good because I I love that you said that at the end of the day, all that matters in this life is that we're following God's calling. And you are in that right now and that you are peaceful in that right now and you are walking it out and you're confident. And that's the thing is that like, it just matters whenever we start focusing on all these things like, oh, I don't have a relationship. Oh, I want this. Or, you know, it's like that. It's like we start thinking so much about what we want our lives to look like rather than what God wants our lives to look like. And I love that you say that because I think that's such a good mind shift and just a good perspective change. I mean, even having a like fiance and being and like us not knowing where we're going to move, it's kind of one of those things where I'm like, oh, like, how am I going to do the business? How am I? Gonna? And it's like, that's what I want to do, but I need to take a step back and realize what God wants me to do while I'm being like, while I'm how, and sometimes when Whenever you're in, like engaged or whenever you're in relationship, actually all the time when you're engaged or in your in relationship, like my calling might look a little different. Like I am now called to like 
not only like love the Lord God with all my heart, but also love my spouse with all of my heart and like give him, like make sure that taking care of him and like he is also one with me. And so I just think that there's such a beautiful time with singleness and such, especially whenever we are talking about post-grad life or just life in general. And you can kind of like have freedom to like move and to go do things. And like, yes, I have freedom to move, but like it's a decision that Chance and I now have to make, you know, and I have to make sure that we are in accordance with like what God's will is on his life and my life. And so I think that there is so much freedom in that. And I love just that you talk about that. And so I literally think- last night, I literally journaled because I had a sad moment. And it was because I was watching Bridgerton and season two. And I got really sad. And but I just quickly didn't dwell on my feelings. That's a really good thing, too, is just don't dwell on your feelings of being so sad that you're single because that's dwelling in those feelings is only going to make you more sad. Mm-hmm. But I just journaled like just literally a quick one sentence. I was like, Lord, your time is my favorite time. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, that. it happens. And I'm resting in that. And I literally felt so much better after I wrote that. I just closed my journal. I was like, good night. And maybe you need to write that today. You know, yeah. maybe you need to write that. I love that. And I think that there's so many different things that applies to you, whether it's singleness or whether it's job. It's like your time is my favorite time. I love that. Isla. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one question I do love real quick while we're talking about booze was somebody asked what to look for when finding a spouse. And so I thought that was kind of a sweet thing that maybe you are in the post-grad life or you're in life and you're dating. And I actually keep getting this one question. It's like, how did you know that chance was the one? And Someone I ans- or asked, asked that, that too. Yeah, like so many people ask, like, I'm in a relationship. It's a serious relationship and like in post-grad life. And like, I'm trying to figure out if he's the one. And I thought that was a really funny question that I keep getting. And I will say, I can't attest for like everyone, but what I had whenever Chance and I like decided that we were getting engaged and all of those things is that I just really saw his character. And I think that's the thing is I remember we had a bachelor moment when Chance and I first started dating and I like looked at him in the car and it was like our second date or something. And I like literally like tapped him on the chest and I was like, I don't care like what you have. I don't care about your title. I don't care about this. I don't care about like who you are, like anything like this, like what matters to me is your heart. And I think that's the thing that like, if you're kind of trying to figure out if somebody is maybe the one for you, like don't think about their title. Don't think about their job occupation. Don't think about any of those things saying like, think about their heart and think about like what, and if their heart and their character matches up with like the one, the, the love of God and like you feel peace about that and like pray about that. I had so much prayer that went into those, these decisions. And I think that's something that um, obviously is just evident, but I think that that was something that really helped me because I think it's really easy to get caught up in like the, Oh, well she does this. And I mean, even, and I'm just going to say this right now, like even because he works in a church, like if you're a girl right now and you're like, Oh, well he works in the church, but like his heart of God, his heart. Oh, that don't mean nothing. Yeah. Yeah. If the heart doesn't line up with that, then like that does not matter. Like look at his heart. And I don't know, that was just something like I'm constantly oppressed. And I literally even said this to Chance today because your girl had a bad moment last night where she just could not (laughs) stop crying and Chance handled it so well. And it was just so sweet because I just like literally told him today and I've told this every single time since we've started dating, I like, I'm just constantly impressed by him. And I think that's something like, yes, does he have moments where he maybe messes up? Yeah, but there he has, whenever he's handling like my emotions or certain things, like I am constantly impressed by him. And I think that's something that's also been really cool is it's not I'm impressed by him because of he's being like chance, I'm impressed with him because he's being more like God and he's being very like selfless or just certain things like that. And I think that's something really important to think about. And I think one thing too, um, I'm kind of going off on a tangent on this, but it is something I'm passionate about. We'll have to do a whole episode on this. But one thing too, that really helped me with chance is like chance challenges me. And I think that that was something that I 
personally really needed and I wanted in a man was somebody who challenged me and led me. And I think that was really awesome to see in Chance is like he does challenge me to just be a better person and think that that is something that was so incredible. And it was cool because that's something I specifically prayed over my spouse is that he would challenge me. And it's cool because like Chance has now – actually been challenging me and that was just like extra confirmation from the lord of just kind of it being him and so i hope that that kind of gives you some peace we'll do like a whole thing on like relationships and stuff but i think that first start with the heart and that's the best piece of advice i could really give right now when you're looking at qualities in a guy and the heart is a great place to start everything flows from it so yeah exactly and i actually this is one last thing i'll give you all But I was actually at a youth group the other night and we were, it was a bunch of different married couples that were up there and they were talking about this. And I think this just reiterates that everything flows from the heart. And this lady had an accident and she was in a wheelchair or she couldn't move or she was something where he had, the husband had to bathe her. He had to take care of her. He had to like, she had to fully rely on him and like, they didn't know if she was going to get better. And that was something that just, it literally made me cry when I was listening to her because she was talking about how he was so selfless and protecting and caring for her and doing all these things for her. And like at the end of the day, like marriage is beautiful and awesome and fun, but marriage is also a selfless act. And if you are looking for someone, look for someone who is selfless and the fact that they will do everything they can to take care of you because you might not always, and I know this is like hard, but like there are unfortunately horrible illnesses and sicknesses that come and like you want somebody who's going to take care of you and be there with you. And I think that's something that I really admire about chances anytime I am sick or I've (laughs) had a lot of things happen in my car accident. Like that was actually one of the hardest in my life, but one of the most beautiful times of chance and I's relationship because seeing him take care of me when I like could not get up and like couldn't move and like seeing him wake up at three o'clock in the morning to give me my medicine was just such a beautiful picture of just a selfless love. And so that just shows you that the heart is really where everything flows. And so check out that heart um, and don't be afraid to on the first date. If you need to ask some hard questions, do it. I did. I fire, rapid fire that chance, poor thing. But anyways, that's a, that's a story for the time. <laughs> um, I feel like a really good guy too wouldn't be intimidated by those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a hot take. Yeah, it's a hot take my opinion this is a hot take i feel like a really great guy really great godly guy wouldn't be intimidated by those questions like he'd be so eager and excited to answer those yeah and honestly he was and i'll just tell you all a little bit really quick okay okay um i remember it was like chance and i's second date and we were on like the paddleboard and we were paddleboarding and stuff and i remember (laughs) i don't know if i recommend this but i wanted to see how he handled these things too because for me I wasn't going to just get into some surface level pish posh relationship. Like if I was going to be dating somebody, like I wanted to know the real them. And so I literally asked him on my second date, I was like, have you ever been in love? Because I just want to know what his definition of love was too. And like how he viewed things. And it led to some amazing and beautiful conversations. And it also led to a lot of peace for me. And because he wasn't like one of those people who was like, oh, she's asking me that question. Like if a guy responds like that, then just he is not ready leave (laughs) yeah just leave because chance was like oh that's like a good question you know and like he answered it and was he maybe a little caught off guard yes but I think that was kind of a beautiful part about it is he also knew that I was serious and I wasn't trying to play games or I wasn't trying to mess around Um, asking those questions really protects your heart too yeah exactly and it's not like I'm saying he has to be in love with me you know it's just like getting to know a friend and for me like that's 
I value like a deep personal relationship and friendship. And so that was something that I kind of asked him to was like just a friendship level. Like, have you ever been in love? Like, you know what I mean? Like, how was your last, like, you know what I mean? Like, how was your last person? Like, I, she's gone, right? Like, you know, those are, you need to ask those And it doesn't things. have to, like, asking these questions doesn't have to be this aggressive interrogation. No. It's not like that. So don't get, yeah. The, what's the word? Miss. Don't like miss, miss, miss. Don't misinterpret this. Yeah, don't misinterpret that. Yeah. Because it is important to ask those questions because eventually those questions will come up. And mm -hmm. I mean, in my opinion, better to get them yeah. out of the way, you know? Yeah. And I think, and I think too, it's like we asked them, like we were laughing and talking and in conversation, you know? So yeah, I was like, have you been in love? Yeah. Have no. You been in love? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> but, anyways, I know everyone's different, but that's and just, just let peace be your decision maker at the mm -hmm. end of the day. Yeah. That's so true. A really good question that someone asked was how to keep in touch with friends with busy lives and someone that's in postgrad. That is an amazing question because obviously friendship looks so different when you graduate college. And Maya, I think you do a really good job with that, honestly, of just keeping in touch because obviously she's a busy queen. She's running a business. She has a long distance boo, planning a wedding. So... Thank tell the you. people that is sweet tell the people i love that and um i think that that's something that has been very sweet and something that's like hard to manage is like being so busy and i think that's something that i've kind of like had a mind shift like perspective change is instead of busy i'm trying to call it full like i just have a full life and i'm very grateful like i have chance i have school i have business like just a lot of different things and so that's really helped me in terms of like viewing that if you are somebody who's busy right now maybe listening to this maybe instead call yourself fool you know and i think that's also a beautiful way to look at all the gifts god's given me in my life and you in your life as well and so anyways i think that this one is just a very practical answer and so i'm just gonna give you a really practical answer answer voice memo and i know that that is some that's actually something my the best taught me but voice memoing has helped me so much because of i have a lot of long distance friendships and obviously chance and i are long distance and i think that it's really hard to like plan a phone call especially when you might have like so many people that you love and they're like all over the place and it's different because in college you guys can all hang out in five and you kind of can hear everyone's stories you know but to call five people it's usually gonna last like 20 minutes and it's like there's an hour of your time and some people don't like it's hard to kind of find that time and so I think that the best thing that really Isla taught me was to voice memo people and just kind of like doing it throughout I'm not saying you have to voice memo them every single day like what's going on but I try to voice memo my friends like once a week or like once every two weeks to kind of like get an update on their life and to tell them that I love them and that I'm praying for them and to just kind of take the time to show them that I'm here. And it's cool because they can respond at their own time. I can respond and listen at my own time. And that's something that's really helped me. I'm not perfect at communication by any means, but I am trying to get better in the sense of just kind of um, responding to those and to really take the time out of my day to do those things. And I think that's also something is you're not going to be perfect and like be able to hear every single detail and that's okay. And I think that that's an importance of like planning things, times to hang out if you can, and just really look forward to that time. And when you do have that time, like be present because Chance and I, whenever we're long distance and everything, it's like whenever we go hang out, it's not like we're just going to sit and watch movies all day. Like we're actually going to spend time and go do things together and be present with one another. And I think that that really helps. Yeah, and friendship is obviously going to look so different in postgrad versus college because in college you have a lot more free time. You're typically involved in the same things. Maybe your roommates are in the same sorority or you go to the football games, whatever it is. And then when you graduate, maybe now you're living in different cities or one's married or y'all both are married. And then you have a 40-hour week schedule now. Mm -hmm. So realistically, it's going to look different. And I think 
for me, something that I learned just this year and I'm still learning is to give a lot of grace with your friends too, Mm, because y'all are both adjusting to new life and new schedules and not assuming the worst in your friends. Like maybe if they don't answer, because that was something that me and my friends struggled with. We would get so impatient with each other. Like you're not calling me back or you're not texting me. You're not doing this. And it's like, we're busy and we're just figuring everything out. So I would, that would be my biggest thing was just to it's give beautiful. your friends grace mm-hmm. and patience and understanding the best. And that's honestly not just with your friends, with your family members mm-hmm. and your booze. That's so good. I love that. That's beautiful. I think that's a great point. And that's kind of a great just thing to remember is to give the people that you love grace and just to give everyone grace. We kind of are coming to the end of the questions and y'all, thank you so much for asking them and just for, I hope you feel like you were just in a conversation with Isla and I, because that's pretty much what we were just doing. Yep. Isla and I just got to talk for an hour of work. So that's awesome. Yay. We love that. And so <laughs> I just wanted to also let y'all know that we have the post-grad video. So if you kind of need more and you're just like, I'm struggling, we have post-grad video that we actually talked about with Isla and her big move. And that was awesome. And then we're actually going to also have, by the time you're listening to this, our podcast with Hand Stitch by Haley Ann will have been out. And she is incredible. And she's also a senior like me about to graduate. And we just kind of talk about kind of some of the struggles of like kind of getting into that new season and graduation and just about business and all the fun things. So I, we encourage you to listen to that if you just need to hear a little bit more. And anyways, we love y'all so much. Love y'all. One last thing. <laughs> go ahead. Eat. Go, go, go on. Um, something that I've just learned throughout post-grad life too is life can just be so inconsistent with maybe moving or jobs, friendships, whatever it is. And something that's just been really sweet in my relationship with the Lord is just realizing how consistent he is and he's Mm going to be the most consistent thing in your life in the midst of all the inconsistencies and just really resting and dwelling in that and letting that just be your comfort. And also all the questions that y'all asked, there were so many repeats and that's just proof that you are not alone in your worries or your questions about post-grad life. And that can just give you some comfort too. Yeah. I love that. I love that we are, I love that you say the confidence in his consistency and he is consistent. And so we're praying that over y'all. We love you guys and happy or, and we hope you have. (laughs) Thanks for listening. See you later. And and we hope y'all have a great day. We love y'all. Bye. Bye.